Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Over podcast for round one. 2018, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who orchestrated his own footballer in real life scenario. It's Adam Rosenbach. G'day, buddy. How are you? Loud. I'm excited. <laughs> excited I'm excited about it. Uh, it's round one, and and and, and you're in. The, we're in the same studio. We are. We're here together again. It's great to see you. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look at your eyes. What are they? Blue. No, no, they've never been they're blue. Between they're kind of dark black. They're kind of <laughs> between black and blue. Yeah, they're, they're black, like my heart. So uh, you you said I had a uh, footballer in real life encounter. You so did. I was in I was in Tell Adelaide. Me. Really? This week. Head over the footbridge and have a look at it? Of course. That's why I go. My yearly pilgrimage, just to remind myself yep. of one of the greatest feats, structural feats in the history of the world. You go from Adelaide Airport, catch a helicopter, and you land right near the footbridge so yeah. you can go across it. Walk across it, it mm. chop it back, back to Melbourne. Yeah. But this time... I thought, you know what? I've never seen the inside of Paddy Ryder's place, <laughs> right? So I went, I, I got his address, and mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't run it past him. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I needed to. I thought I'd just go. You show up, Paddy. You'd be rosy, nice. Well, you know, he's he, a bit late. He's a bit late. Yeah. It's three, four in the morning. <laughs> there is that. He played for Essendon. I grew up around that area. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Puckle Street. Yes, Mooney Pond. It's it's a hub. It's a hub of an area down there. If you've never been there. Get down there. Lots of lots of probably great things. My mum and dad still probably go down there. Yeah, you probably see Sam Newman walking down the street doing a street talk. Yeah, he would regularly go down there because there's a few, you know, there's a few people getting around that he would love to chat to. <laughs> the higher members of society, if you will. So, I get to Paddy's. I thought, I won't ring the doorbell. I don't uh-huh. want to wake everyone up. Your kids could be asleep. Yep. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, I, I got in there and... Uh, it turns out he wasn't as excited to see me as I was him. And I'll tell you what, he is fucking quick. Like, he can move, Paddy Wright. I thought I was going to escape, but uh-huh. he's, he's fucking got me down. And all of a sudden, he's, he's pretending he's a policeman. And he's put me under some sort of arrest. Some sort of arrest that a citizen can do. I was like, fuck off, mate. Let me go, Paddy. We're just mucking around here. Do you want to come on the potty? And he said no. Oh, dude, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. There is a, the story is quite incredible. So talk me through it. Okay, so it's on Perth now. There's a pretty good detailed version of what happened. So if you don't know, Paddy Ryder uh, had a few people break into his home in Adelaide recently. Yes. Uh, maybe fr- Thursday, Friday, Thursday night, I think. Yeah. And he uh, managed to, to snaggle one of them, okay, one of the three. Is that, would you say that's uh, a good outcome? Like, is that is that enough pressure if he only gets one of three? Pressure access, sure. Yeah, okay. that's only 33%. Some of the tackles were slipping, slipping. yeah, yeah. Kenny Hinckley, like, he's a, he's a stickler for detail. Uh-huh. He would be, he would have pulled him aside and said, mate, I know you got one, but if there's three, I want at least two citizens arrested. You've got to stick your tackles. Yeah, exactly. It's disappointing. <laughs> um, so he had people break into his joint, right? Yeah. Uh, so That has become quite a thing, because uh, that happened to Brendan Whitecross. Yeah, the, yeah he, uh, someone broke in, he chased him out, then they stole his car. Yeah, mm. they took the uh, took the Porsche, Porsche KM. He, I think he chased after them as well. Yes, they definitely did. What, what would happen if someone... Well, you've had people come into here, break into your place. 
That is true. And they only took a lady's handbag mm. and nothing else. So <laughs> when, I, when we got up in the morning and the girl was like, where's my handbag? And I was like, I haven't touched it. Mm. And that's the only thing they stole. And that looks really dodgy on my behalf, especially when I went and, you know, spent all their money. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Um, now, let me think. So, Paddy Ryder. Because I do very well. Oh, that. here we go. Paddy Ryder and his brother. So his brother's there as well. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. He yeah, okay. the place. Do you reckon they're still in bunk beds? Oh, it's a full, um, it's a full, uh, full house experience, right? Okay. Here. Family's coming over. Paddy Ryder and his brother chase three would-be burglars, following them in his car after four a.m. on Thursday. So the offenders crashed their car, which had been allegedly stolen earlier. The three men ran from the crashed car, and Ryder caught one of them. So it was a pursuit followed a pursuit. by a chase. So they chased him out of the house. It was it chased them down in a car. And then after that, was it a foot race? <laughs> they finished. They crashed the car. They all tried to get out. Yeah. Paddy ran after all of them. Managed yeah. to catch one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drove. Then he, they find this one interesting. He then drove the man back to his house, like Pat, not not the man's house, to Paddy's house. Oh, so, so he got the guy, got he chucked the, the guy in the in the back, in, in the, the car, in the boot, in the. Well, mate, no, because the brother's there with him, isn't he? Well, yeah, but I still, what's he doing, holding him down in the yeah, back? Yeah, I guess so. What then you, sticking the tackle. I mean, I, yeah, I find that one a bit interesting. You know, just apprehend them there and call people. And if call you say out. you're in the back, right, uh, and you're, you, you, I mean, it's not like Paddy's car would have like a a grill across or it. Grill, yeah, or yeah. You know, uh, maybe it's a maybe it's the large station wagon, and maybe they've got a little protection thing there Off for the a dog, dog. Maybe, yeah, that's a good point. But what about you know when you're in the back of the car, right? You mm. may not have realised who you've broken into yet. You're in the back. You realise it's Paddy Ryder, and you're like, "How do you reckon Jack Watts will go this year?" <laughs> like you start going, "Hey, is Tom Rockcliffe going to come up okay? Stephen Motlop, is he going to is he going to slot into the forward line all right, Paddy?" Well, we can't even hurt a bit more if they are big Port fans. You'd just be like, "Oh, sorry, mate, I didn't mean that." Yeah, yeah, I was having to get Gibbsies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Getting chased by Paddy. Probably not the best thing for you, teammate Justin Westoff said. Pretty scary, I reckon. He's a big boy, Stephen Motlop said. So the owner of the stolen Volkswagen met up with Ryder after training to thank him for his efforts. Oh, coming out, coming out of the woodwork now. So there's one guy. Hang on, the owner of the stolen Volkswagen. So it wasn't even Paddy's car that got... Oh, right. So no, that is still Paddy's in car. car. We're in a stolen car, in a stolen Volkswagen. Yeah, and they've gone... I don't know why they picked Paddy's place. Maybe yep. yeah, they just went, okay, that, that, that looks okay. And then they jumped back in the car... Got pursued by Paddy and gotcha. I suppose the brother in a car. Yep. And then, then it was a foot race. They crashed the car. Yep. Foot race. Yep. Tackle. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and Paddy, Paddy um, he was uh, too high. He's uh, been fined five thousand dollars. <laughs> He's dropped his knees though. That burglar dropped his knees. So uh, Ryder got injured yesterday in the game against Frio and will miss weeks with a an Achilles injury. Yeah, now it's Achilles. can you put that down to sprinting after? A burglar without doing a proper warm-up. Well, I would say there might be a part of that by the fact that, uh, you know, if you're four in the morning, I imagine you're asleep and you've got a few things, noises in your house and you mm. jump out of bed and you start running after people. Like, you know when you do run a little bit quickly? Like when you, you have burst for the properly? tram? Yeah, and you do really feel it in the Achilles. I find that. Do you find I that? find the hamstrings feel like they're going to ping quicker. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Because I'm more your endurance kind of athlete. <laughs> Quick titch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely am. <laughs> so, so he will miss weeks and do you, do you think like... Uh, that should be factored in when this Into guy the, goes to court. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say, well, like, yep, I'm going to see how 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 our language might be used in this scenario. Yeah, one guy goes, goes to court. Yeah, that, that's right. Fair enough. Yes. yes, it's all allegations at this stage. So that's what I'm trying to say, mate. We've used the word allegedly several times uh, in this story. Oh, good understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the, I think the judge will take that into factor. Of course, you have to. You have to. Imagine he's a big port fan. Imagine this judge is 
he's got Maxi Gorn in his super coach team. Uh-huh. How many points did he get for his citizens arrest, by the way? <laughs> so he's got Maxi Gorn in his super coach team. He's, he's tossed and turned. He's like, do I put Ryder in? He's expensive. Do I mm. go for Cruiser? Mm. Do I go for Todd Goldstein? He's going to have a good year this mm-hmm. year if Braden Proust doesn't play. Anyway, he goes, nah, fuck, I'll roll a dice. I'll put Paddy Ryder in. He was yep. all Australian Ruckman last year. Yep. And then he gets injured, and this guy comes in. He goes, "Oh yeah, if I can, I made Paddy Rod if I can chase me." He goes, "Yeah, did you, mate? Did you?" <laughs> Ten years. He's like, "Hang on, I just, I just broke into his house." He goes, 20 years." I wonder about the other two. Where are they? Are they going to be pursued? That guy going to rat? Is that guy going to rat? Mm. Yeah, They'll make him chat. I'll turn on make him. him sting, sting like a canary. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a devastating. I mean, no player needs to be woken up before I am. No, no. Um, Sean Burgoyne talked about that a little bit. There was a little article about him being 35 and how he keeps on flying. Talking about having four kids. Yeah. Very hard to get the sleep when the kids want to come into the bed. Life and times of a footballer. He's doing all right, though, Shawnee Burgoyne. He mm. goes quite well. Now, you, uh, you're you back in town. I, I am. I am, yeah. And just for the weekend, now you did you go to the football last night? We're recording this on Sunday afternoon because you have to fly back towards uh, uh, Broadcast Studios. studios. You went to the game last I night? I like to think that Sydney, Sydney's just called that now. Like, it's a Melbourne to Rodcart to sit, um, Studios flight. Yeah, well, isn't that what it says on the board? <laughs> yeah, you get a postcard. Yeah, RCS. It says, hi, from Rodcart <laughs> Studios, Rod Studios, with a picture yeah. of the Opera House. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be touching down in Rodcart Studios. <laughs> Who's to say shortly? that's not where Rodcart Studios are, the yes. Opera House. Uh, no, we um, uh, did go last night. It was uh, quite warm, Adam, quite warm. Didn't need a little jacket or anything. Well, it was good fun. Good fun to hear the cheer of the crowd again. About 60,000 people there. Um, Hawks looked all right. They looked pretty sharp in, in some moments. Um, could you say uh, Tom JG, Mitchell had 54 JG's touches? JG's 150th, not, and I'm sure JGD was very proud. Did you see JGD? Did not spot him. Went to my regular spot, as the usual. Surprised my mum and dad. Didn't tell them I was coming down for the game. Oh, how lovely. They didn't... No. <laughs> they said, who are you? <laughs> yep. And then mum and dad both cried and they said, why wasn't it our other son? Yeah, why wasn't it the son we like? <laughs> now, Tom Mitchell had 54 touches uh, in last night's game. It do is. you think, as I do, mm-hmm. bit of a hog? Oh, yeah. yeah Not yeah, a gotcha. team player. It's gotcha. always about, oh. Not passing just, the ball enough. Yeah, just racking up, <laughs> racking up the uh, posies. That's all yeah. he wants. He doesn't care about winning or losing. It's pretty remarkable. And also, I think they looked at the stats today on the Sunday footy show. I think in the last five against the Pies, like he's averaged above 30, obviously. But I think it was like 40, 30, 35. 50, 35, 50, something like that. Well, wasn't it last year that Nathan Buckley said that they weren't that concerned with tagging him because he mm. wasn't doing any damage? Yeah. But they said last night he gained uh, 720-odd metres. And that's good? That's particularly good, Michael. <laughs> like, not even Paddy Ryder chasing an alleged burglar could do that. I think there's a bit of conjecture as to whether they actually tried to put someone on them on him. But, uh, yeah, I suppose, I don't know. Well, did, did, I actually didn't catch Buckley's press conference. Did he say anything at the end about... He just said that uh, he was good in the shoebox, was the phrase. I, I heard him say that. I don't think I've ever heard that term before. No, you've never heard Like, I have turned, heard that term in life when someone says, you know, hey, you leave in the store after buying a brand new pair of shoes. <laughs> Do you want me to put them in a shoebox? Shoe but it, I've yeah. never heard that term in, in uh, football parlance. Football parlance, yeah. Yeah, okay. Have you? Oh, often. I mean, I always, I was always like, my dad used to say, you've got to be good in the shoebox, son. And I was like, I, I'm trying, dad. I don't know. I don't exactly know what you mean. I'm on the bench. What am I meant to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I chased burglars out of the house last night, dad. Yeah, it's a very weird thing to say. Like, uh, does he mean like, because it's in tight? I suppose so, yeah. But what would you just say he's good in the box? Well, yeah, I mean. Why does he have to make it a specific sized box? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if we think about tiny boxes, maybe uh, maybe a. Uh, 
box that a, a ring might come in. A jewellery box, perhaps. Yeah, that might be a particularly small box. Oh, an box. engagement ring box. Yeah, Is that yeah. too specific? Is yeah, that so too maybe, small? Maybe it could be more, yeah, he's good in the engagement ring box. Yeah. Or he's good in the commitment ceremony box. How about oh, okay. that? Yeah, yeah maybe that should be nice. a terminology of trying to get going <laughs> in the game. Yeah. Well, it, it makes more sense. You're like, yeah, well, it, <laughs> it's more logical. I mean, you can picture that. Okay, if, I, <laughs> if I'm in a shoebox, I feel like I can get into a shoebox, like if I do ballerina, tippy-toe dance. Uh-huh. But I feel like I can't really get into a jewellery box unless... Yeah. Unless I'm really strong on one toe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll work at that because I've got to be good in the jewellery box if oh, I'm going to make it in the NFL. And also, like, you've got to spend your off-season building your toe muscles. <laughs> yeah. And I think every player needs to do that. And also, the other thing is confusing is um, shoeboxes vary in size. Uh, that's a good point. Like, yeah, you know, a little kid's shoebox, obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 And Aaron Sandland's Aaron Sandland's Mason Cox. Yeah, different. We're talking a different kind of shoebox. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose... That's it's very vague. It's easier to be good in an Aaron Sanderland shoebox than Absolutely. it is to be in maybe a... Uh, the Caleb Daniel. Tail- yeah, that's about one I was about to say, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, Aaron Sanderland shoebox would have a fat side of the shoebox. <laughs> like, you could switch You could switch in that. You can't have a foot race in an Aaron <laughs> Sanderland shoebox. <laughs> shoebox. I uh, went to the game. Uh, interesting thing on the way out from the game... Here we go. ...is the uh, procession of buskers. Have you found that? There seem to be more and more people heading down towards Richmond Station. Yeah, okay. Where the proposed footbridge will be. Oh, yeah, that's be. true. Yeah, going down Rampunt Road, yeah. Oval. And, uh, and then looking at all the, all the chumps going into that main entrance of Richmond Station. It's all crowded, like thousands and thousands of people. And then you go, I know what to do. And yeah. you go to the other one further yeah, down. Yeah, because you're very clever. Just strolling. Yeah, because you know the nuances of Richmond Station. Um, but also the... Um, so are you talking like uh, just people playing the theme song? Yeah, like yeah. The so if you go, up to, I think if you go up towards Jollymont Station, uh, there's usually the bunny there. Playing. Oh, yeah, playing the bass. Yeah, yeah, the bunny playing there, and then. Um, so for it, anyone not from Melbourne, there's a a rabbit, almost like. Uh, I believe Donnie he was Darko on a, kind of rabbit. Yeah, I believe he was on um, Australia's Got Talent a few years ago, and I think he went quite well. Well, he's a rabbit. What do you expect? <laughs> so he's out there playing. Um, so Jollymont Station's north of the MCG. It's a very short walk, probably yes. 100 metres, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's a little bit more than that, mate. Uh, shut the fuck up. And then Richmond Station's maybe 200 uh, <laughs> oh, away. It's a little bit less than that. Yeah, next to Bun Road, <laughs> yep. in Richmond Station. And so you go down towards Richmond. You know Richmond. what? Your, your measurements are all from the MCC. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's, not normal people's okay, measurements. Okay, so Jollymont's one dry white wine from. <laughs> <laughs> and then Richmond's a, a carafe. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> And then, uh, so I was heading towards Richmond. There was there was just a whole bunch of dudes kind of uh, playing a bit of music or singing. There was one guy who was singing. Just it, it was almost like a portable DJ or portable karaoke thing. Oh, and he was singing "All Night Long" by Lionel Richie. So he just had a little speaker in front of him, a microphone like we have here, and he's uh, all night long. If you're going to go to those levels, you night, need to. Uh, all night long, all night, there need to be forty bass yeah. songs. Mate, we're going to have to pull that out because we're not licensed to sing such songs. I talked to Lionel for you. Yeah. I saw it. Thank you, mate. Um, Did you give him any money? No, no, no. You spit at him? Um, No, but I've given him a good ad right here. I mean, he's getting tens upon thousands of millions of downloads right now. Yeah. Um, Telling when you see that guy, chuck him a little coin. All right. I'm not saying it hard. Just chuck him a little coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reckon people are going to get down there? Uh, well, I reckon, but it's building. Like it's a little procession of people, kind of. Um, trying, yeah, that is true. Trying to get stuff, and there are a few playing football things. Like there, who are the dudes at Idiot who have the the, the brass instruments and they play the theme songs yeah, on the way oh, in and on out the, on the footbridge out of yeah. uh, Southern Cross Station. Yeah, they're, they're famous for it. Mm. Hey, um, interstate uh, listeners who go to Adelaide Oval, go to the new uh, Optus, Optus Stadium, uh, and also the people up at Kazali. Mm. Um, what kind of themes are they playing in? And, in and out of the ground. 
Yeah, I wonder if any of our listeners went to Kazali Stadium. What are the outside? Uh, what are the outside entertainment like before you head into the game? Well, at least like if you're in Adelaide, you're, it's only basically two songs you got to learn. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you're not, there you're aren't not really that playing many interstate teams, are you? Yeah, and I imagine if you're going into an Adelaide Doggies match, yeah, uh, I don't think the Doggies song will get too much of a run. You would hope not. You'd, you figure it's Pride of South Australia not. for a fair while. Now, can I just go back to last night's game, Collingwood and? Uh, and the Hawks. There was a little bit of lip going on between Adam Trelaw and James Sicily. It was a quarter time. There was a bit of a... Was a quarter or three-quarter time? Not sure. But yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Maybe it was quarter time. But they were going back and forth. And yeah. both of them uh, quite cocky, big mouth. What is it like to have the biggest douchebag in the league on your team? That's Talk funny. me through that. That's really funny. Well, why do you dislike him so much? Sicily? Yeah. Because he... And he... for the reason do you dislike him is, as a fan of the team, I'm going to like him. Well, I think just because he's... Uh, he. Just mouths off all the time. Yeah. I don't think he's earned it as yet. Yeah. And he's so baitable. Like, I would feel as a Hawthorne supporter, like when Carlton played him last year, mm-hmm. Jed Lamb got into him and he gave away about four free kicks. Yeah, gotcha. And I imagine as a Hawks fan, mm-hmm. you would hate that. And you just look at that and go, every team saw that and now they will try and bait you. But did he give away a free kick when he... Did he get in trouble for that? Like to, For last night? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think, like, Chip, Chip Frawley was in there. Yeah. Uh, nephew of Spud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting in the way, just kind of pushing him. And they were just, you know, they were, they were gobbing off, mate. There's a bit like, every, you know, everyone hates Toby Green. I really like Toby Green. I really like him a lot. I like those kind of mouthy guys. But I like, I don't know, it's got to be in the spirit. I don't, in which they do it. I'm not sure. I'm not but sure. what about, were you, were you a Lindsay Thomas fan? <laughs> Lindsay Thomas fan. Was he that mouthy, though? He wasn't that mouthy, but he was kind of dropped to the knees and everyone hated his guts. Yeah, but that's, a, that's, that's a completely different thing from being mouthy and getting in people's faces. Yeah. Like falling over and diving and pretending to... Would you wear James Sicily's number on your back? No, because I'm a grown fucking adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who wears a Hawthorne jumper to a wedding? <laughs> no, fair enough. You've got me there. <laughs> Who's your mouthy guy? Uh, Apart from you in the stands. Well, yeah, but they can't... Well, they can't hear me. I've been asked to... Quite a few people text about me. I'm very popular. Uh, probably for us, it would be uh, Jed Lamb tends to be the guy that uh, is given that role. Like uh-huh. They send him to Sicily to go get in his fucking kitchen. Yeah, gotcha. And obviously Matthew Cruiser. I mean, oh, the man just doesn't shut up. A hey, quick question. When are you going to step whoa, down whoa. as captain of Australia? You're I, a disgrace. I didn't think... You're a cheat. What the Australian cricket team did was, is it illegal... To get a piece of tape, mm-hmm. get some granules of dirt on that, rub it across the ball so it reverse swings. Is that illegal? It's pretty fascinating, isn't it? Uh, it's all breaking down at the minute. James Sutherland did his press conference about an hour and a half ago. So for anyone who uh, is outside of Australia and has no idea what the fuck uh, cricket yeah. is. Hello Tel Aviv. Yeah. Yes. Hello Tel Aviv. We're, we're quickly talking about cricket because basically it's the biggest cheating uh, incident in the history of Australian cricket. So Australia's over in Cape Town at the minute. Day three of the test. Yes. Is that right? End day of day three. three yeah. yeah. So uh, it seems to be the leadership group concocted a plan to get what appears to be a bit of electrical tape. We're not totally sure at this yes, stage. Yes, yes, that's what it looked like. Gave it to, uh, Bancroft's job was to rub it on the ball, mm-hmm. and then the cameras spied that. Darren Lehman, the Australian coach, appears to have spied that as well. So he's watching the vision that everyone else is seeing. The South African cricket team have seen it as well. Sent down a message to Peter 12th Hanscom? man to go yes. out to Bancroft to tell him the gig is up. <laughs> and so then he tries to take the tape out of his pocket and then place it down his underwear. Which... In itself, you don't want sticky tape in your pubic region. 
Because when you rip that off, like with granules of dirt, too. Yeah, and then you've got to hand it across to the ICC. Well, then the like, umpire. Oh, mate, dude, disgusting. And right, the umpires weekend. then came along and said, hey, what have you got in your pocket? And yeah. therefore he said, I've got nothing in my pocket. He said he's got the, uh, the, the um, bag, the cloth for his Ray Bans, for yeah. his glasses. Sorry, his Oakleys. Which he wasn't wearing at the time. No. No, he didn't no. have them on his head or. On his eyes, or on the back of his neck, or the back of his head, or tucked into the um the, the top shirt. of the shirt, like or, James Sutherland had today. Yes, or like with it's the two, casual for the, with one the two of... arms just hanging from your, <laughs> from inside your ear holes, just so yeah. it hangs below your chin. None of that. He wasn't doing any of that because it wasn't it wasn't it was gloomy. <laughs> Much unlike the Paul cast across Australian cricket. So yeah, Steve Smith has admitted to doing that, and Bancroft has accepted a charge of uh, tampering with the ball. Now they had the press conference about an hour and a half. They're going to find out more information before they kind of start, you know, knocking heads, I suppose. Well, I mean, do, do you think Australian cricket was doomed ever since we let Don Bradman get away with using a stump and a golf ball huh? on a rain tack? Don Bradman, he would be rolling in his grave in hell, Adam. <laughs> Not a great bloke. Does Steve Smith have to step down? Uh, yep. Okay. Yep, done, gone, gone. And this will haunt Australian cricket for a decade. Does it, oh. And also, if you think the South African crowd was rough the last few days, oh. oh do you reckon they'll bring it up? Sit back, my no, friends. No, no, no. I reckon. <laughs> do you think I, they'll do a grand announcement? I, I think they'll just be like, you know what? Australia's suffering. Ladies enough. and gentlemen, how is it? <laughs> I think they've, they've looked at it and gone, Australia suffered enough. We don't need to rub it in. Yep. Let's just enjoy the. Let's just enjoy the, the day four yep. as, as it unfolds. Yeah, sure. And the thing is, we didn't even take any wickets with it. If you're going to cheat, well, don't make win. it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's going to be fascinating what happens over the next few days. One thing James Sunderland said, the, um, he hadn't talked to uh, Steve Smith yet. Well, sometimes it's really hard, like if um, – because by that stage, you imagine Steve Smith would have been back in his hotel room. Yeah, it would have been now, about three in the morning, I reckon. Yeah. And, and, you, and you, you can probably guarantee that Steve's um, snug as a bug in a rug. Well, he's, he's fast asleep. Having a snooze. And he needs, he needs his sleep to be yeah. in the field the whole next day. Yeah. Um, and also, he probably said to reception as he's coming in, hey, uh, no calls to my room. Yeah, dude. Do not disturb. Like, a, a block, please. And they're like, oh, what is that Steve Smith? <laughs> and he goes, oh, just, um, I just want a good night's sleep. How's it, bro? Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah. That's not a good accent. No, I don't know where that came South from. South Africans say, how's it, though? Do they? Yeah, instead of how are you or, you know, how are you? Oh, you just came from, you've been to South no, Africa no, a few That doesn't times. mean I'm a fucking expert, but they say, how's it? How's it? Should we go for a braai? What's a braai? Barbecue. Have some pap. What's a pap? It's kind of like a... kind of looks like mashed potato, but it's a not. It's a, it's a... I think it's a wheaty kind of base thing. Yeah, okay. But it looks like mashed potato. You go, oh, look at that. Delicious mashed potato. That's not delicious mashed potato. They sell it at KFC instead of chips. You get pap. Pap. Okay. Fun South African facts, Adam. Do you think Steve Smith will be around to get uh, pap... For day, for well, I think the only days. time he's going to get pap is when he tries to do fucking I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. That's his next trip to South Africa. Really? I think, Steve Smith. He's done. Yeah. Done. Done. Go on, ski. All right. Go on, ski. All right, Michael, we have a brand new sponsor on board. Ah, congratulations, Adam. We've yes. done very well, haven't we? Oh, it is great. And uh, so we've got it's a... It's electrical tape company. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we've got a new venue that's uh, jumped on board the uh, Junk Time AFL podcast and somewhere to watch the footy. Awesome. Uh, a nice... Uh, so it's a bar in, uh, Fitz, uh, in Fitzroy. So if you're in the, in the northern suburbs kind of area, it's called The Roy. And it's a new sports bar. It's opened up above Polly. Now, you know where Polly is on Brunswick Street. I do know Polly. So yeah. it's a 401 Brunswick Street... Uh, in Fitzroy, and if you just walk through Polly, 
So if you're there, I was there a couple of weeks ago watching the uh, Carlton Hawthorne JLT because I am a sad person who desperately needs footy in his life. And you wander through Polly past a bevy of good-looking people, very, very attractive. And you head up the back, upstairs, to the Roy, great little sports bar. It's got all the footy on. Even more attractive people, Adam. Oh, mate, I was, I was holding court, <laughs> if you will. Um, so, yeah, check it out. If, you, if you're uh, looking for somewhere to watch a footy, it's got every game on uh, live, uninterrupted, probably no ads. They could even cut to the war room if you ask. Sorry, the lab. <laughs> I apologise. So, yeah, check that out. It's called The Roy. It's in uh, Brunswick Street in Fitzroy, 401, above Polly. Head down the back, head upstairs. Do tell yourself a favour. Yeah, tell us Junk Time sent you. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Saints are, uh, had their heart and soul ripped out, Adam, didn't they? How though? They won? They beat, they beat traditional rivals... Opening opening round, like when you're marking the calendar, do you just overlook every Circle other game? Circle St Kilda Brisbane. Yeah, at yep. Etihad. Yeah. At about 1 o'clock. No, it was about 3.30 on yep. Saturday Arvo. That's, that's Traditional the first time game. for football. I didn't even know Richmond and Carlton played on Thursday night because yep. I overlooked it. Yeah, with uh, four-time premiership player, uh, Brisbane legend, future Brisbane Hall of Famer, yes, Luke Hodge. Luke Hodge. Yeah. He did, a, he did a really good job yesterday, actually. Uh, uh, I didn't get too much of that game, but yeah, people said he kind of, you know, got about. Well, he was he was basically uh, an on-field coach. You're like you wouldn't yeah. need to send the runner out to the back line. Yeah, Hodge would be giving you a bake. Because although, what if he says stuff and Faye goes like, oh, "I don't like what Hodge's doing there." Oh no, mate, that's what you don't get. They're they're like-minded. They're Are they? The same. They're on the same. Yeah, oh, okay. they finish each, each other's sentences. Yeah, right. So when Chris Payne goes, uh, you know, uh, yo, Hodge goes, fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <they're>, fuck. <laughs> no wonder he got him up there. But yeah, Nick Revolt said that their kind of heart and soul they were crushed by the move to Seaford. Moved to Seaford in 2011, if I remember correctly. Yes, so that the is team correct. just lost Ross Lyon as coach. Scotty so Waters that, had come in. That ended well. That ended really well for Scotty Waters. No, he did. He did a great job. Worked fantastically. Yeah. And also, there were a lot of people in the entertainment industry who made a good, good little, good little Bunsen burner, good yeah. little earner. Um, so basically, because let's not forget that Ross Lyon walked out on that club. So even he was like, "I'm not fucking going to Seaford." Yeah, because they were scarred by the uh, losses, obviously, of 2009, 2010. Yes, and, and they, they were on. A path because they basically topped up in those years. They hadn't really drafted many kids to come through. So they're always going to be on a sort of downward path just because they hadn't reloaded with children. Mm-hmm. And Rossi walks out on them. Then they head to Seaford. And it's just, it's bloody ripped. It's ripped the heart and soul out of the club. Yeah, well, Nick said they were crushed. And he said also geographically, he said it wasn't fantastic. But also he said they painted a picture that the facilities were amazing. And it was mm. going to be such, an, uh, such a change. And he was like, oh, it wasn't really like that. He said it's spin. He said it wasn't a world-class facility. Mm. And geographically, it was tough for the players. Now, for those who are not from Melbourne, they make Seaford sound like it's at base camp too. Like uh-huh. it takes you days to get there. You've got to acclimatise. It's a little bit further down on the freeway, isn't it? Isn't it on Peninsula Link? Uh, let me think. So, Morabini is on, on that general direction, isn't it? Well, yeah, but Morabini's got an airport, so you could easily... You know, you charter your own kind of chopper. You you got your two man, uh, you know, two seater Cessna, hmm. which you can fly out there yourself, as many players would do. Okay, let's get directions on Google right here. So Google Maps. So let's just say Morabin. Type that in. Yep. General. Um, I can never remember how you spell Morabin. Double O. There we go. Yep. R A double B I N. So that's sort of in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. Morabin to Seaford. Straight down St Kilda Road. In the car, half an hour, an extra half an hour. If you kind of, but you know, it doesn't say you have to live. You can live south of Moorabbin. 
So do you think there are a few players who uh, live near Seaford who are like, this is fucking great. I can walk to training now. Yeah, they'd be yeah, some people. Yeah. So do you if you're okay, if you're an AFL player, would you live close to your training ground? Um, I imagine it's just a thing like a commute in the morning. Like if you've got to get there at seven AM, it's it's easier to commute ten minutes than it is to commute another hour. I mean, having said that, Brian Lake would go from Caroline Springs, Springs to Waverley. That would take about an hour something every day. Yeah, that, that, that's a really long drive. Yeah. But, you, you know, you can't take the Brian Lake out of Caroline Springs. No. <laughs> you know, and, and they wouldn't but have But he'd do it, it on a golf buggy too. That was a weird thing. Well, yeah, because yeah, he's, he's... Trying to sell soft drink along the a, way. He's just a funny chap. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I remember the Hawth- few Hawthorne players when they moved to Waverley. They were like, dude, we live like three minutes away. Yeah. Glenferry, Glenferry. Now we've got to go all the way down there. So, you know, I think it's just like a normal commute. Or do they tend to live in the direction of... So if you're like a Western Suburbs uh, team, like say uh, North or Footscray Mm -hmm. or, you know, Carlton even, you might live around Ascot Vale, Kensington, Flemington. They all seem to live around there though, don't they? Yeah, a lot of them do. They all seem to live around that kind of northwesty kind of bit of Melbourne. Yes, or they live in like uh, Malvern. Like if you're an Eastern Suburbs player like... um, you know, say Richmond, where uh-huh. you know, or, or Melbourne, yeah. or Hawthorne. Either those teams kind of would the players live out there, and then would you move later on, or do you just stick it out where you are? Like if you're a St Kilda player, have you already moved to Seaside? Are you living living it up in Brighton? Well, what happens now because they're going back to Moorabbin. They're building up quite. They look quite nice facilities on okay. the Sunday footy show, I believe it was today. So they're doing that up. So they are heading back there. And I suppose maybe they make maybe they got funding. You know how like uh, they want to they have to make a kind of a community centre and stuff like that. So maybe they've got they've got cash through that. And yeah, so right. Which is what North Melbourne Public and, and Richmond did. Yeah, and it? and Fremantle have done that as well. Like they got incredible facilities, but also world class. Uh, world class. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but also third world class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah obviously they share that with the community, and so kids yep. can have a swim and all that kind of stuff. Well, wouldn't that be annoying though if you get to share it? Like you you know you you've had a hard. A hard day. And there's training. like another guy. There's like, uh, there's like you know, trout um, sharing an ice bath with you. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or there's some kids splashing around the shallow, and you're like, mate, yeah. fuck off. I'm yeah. a professional footballer. Yeah, like, they just want to climb on Arasandalands and get like him to throw them into the water and yeah. stuff like that. Or kids are playing around in his shoebox. Yeah. And he's like, guys, I need to put my footy boots away. Yeah, they're like having naps in there. Yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, piss off, Mr. Sandalands. Ah, there's a five year old sleeping in my shoebox again, Ross. Yeah. Um, but that was a good win by the Saints. They were uh, they were challenged. I think it's good signs for the Brisbane Lions as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, not bad win from the Bombers as well. Coming back, I think twenty points down at three quarter time. I was watching that game and uh, Essendon look when they're on. Yeah, they ooh, look all right. Boy, they look very very good. And the Baggers got out to a quick start on Thursday night. Oh, Carlton's a very good team. Mm-hmm. Let's make no mistake about that. Our about opening five, five goals to nothing. Is that right? Unanswered. Yeah, gotcha. So what In... happened after that? The wheels fell off. We got five goals at the start. Did, yeah. you, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that. Yeah, okay. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Unanswered. Let's head up to Cairns, where they were saying today... Well, that... hang on, hang on. I want to go back to the Adelaide-Essendon game. Because don't something, point at me. Something massive happened in that game. Don't and fucking I think... still don't point at me. I need to point at you because you're not listening to me. <laughs> I'm worried about Steve Smith. Razor Ray... Razor Ray. ...was overruled by a fellow umpire. Mm-hmm. So Bryce Gibbs took... Weird thing was, though, it was the goal umpire. Oh, yeah. No, he came <laughs> so what are you talking way. about? That? Yeah. <laughs> it's a ball. <laughs> So uh, Bryce Gibbs took down Devin Smith in a tackle. Mm-hmm. Razor Ray said, ball up. And even Devin Smith said to Razor, was like, sling tackle. He's like, no, no, fair tackle. Then the other umpire, who was like 30 metres away, blew the whistle and was like, no, nah, dangerous tackle. And you could see Ray just sort of stop and just want to go, 
How about you? Fuck off, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Razor Ray Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit, it's a bit embarrassing when you get overruled by that like that, surely. It's like when uh, the umpire, the chair umpire, will overrule a lines person oh. in the tennis. Or it's like, it's like your parents saying, stop showing off. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm, I know, I'm making more of the... Um, say if you're at school and the classroom's mucking around mm. and there's one teacher who's trying to control it and then another teacher comes in and oh. says, hey, stop it, and everyone stops because they've just got more authority. Yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. That other teacher, yeah, the one who couldn't control, they yeah. must feel like an idiot. Oh, the teacher career is over. Yeah. Like they need to change their occupation. Ashamed. Do you reckon uh, Razor Ray had a word to that umpire? I wonder what the process is after that because they'd go through and work out whether decisions are correct. And so they, is that on Razor going, well, you missed that? I mean, maybe he didn't have the right angle. Yeah, but it, it wasn't that bad a tackle because uh-huh. if it's a sling tackle, then shouldn't it be uh, a suspension or uh. a fine or something for a dangerous tackle? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Is there levels of dangerous tackle? Well, yeah, but there would be, yeah. Because the sling tackle can be... It's, it's The motion two, of. It's, is it two motions? Is that the idea? Oh, there can't be two. Oh, for this thing. Yeah, I'm confused. I used to do it... And uh, also how much people get hurt. I used to do it uh, in a six motion thing. <laughs> yeah. So you, like, you get them, you swing them. One side, them, yeah, the other side, down, yeah, left, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> get and then real the, working boot over. To the, the boot to the face. Uh-huh. But um, why... Isn't it? Isn't that then a? Uh, I don't want to take parlance from a uh, from another sport, but isn't that a jump ball situation? One says yes, one says no. Why does the free kick overrule the not free kick? Is that what happens in the NBA? That umpire can overrule or disagree? Um, can that happen in the NFL? Or does one person have jurisdiction? Uh, one person has jurisdiction, although they can kind of cancel each other out. So, mm-hmm. like if um, if there's two differing penalties from the offense and the defense, they'll cancel. Yep. So he said good tackle. Other umpire said no good tackle. You go. So who's right then? We ball it up. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Which is what Razor Ray called for in the first instance, in which case that means Razor Ray's right. And we can never have that <laughs> happening. I just thought it was a really strange situation, and hopefully the umpire that blew the whistle at Razor Ray never graces an AFL, AFL football. Venue again. I think yeah. that's the fair answer to the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck. No one takes down Razor Ray like that. Up at the car, up at Cairns, the, um, there was a swimming pool. It was incredible. There was 15 metres of water on the, on the field. 15 metres? 15 metres of water Fuck. on the field, yeah, yeah. They've actually moved the diving for the Commonwealth Games. They've moved up it up to Kersaley Stadium. It was a, it's a, a good win by uh, the Gold Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's anyone's in the end by that, by those kind of conditions. Uh, yeah. it's, not, it's not really a, a fair oh, do you think? Do you think it uh, brings both teams down to each other's level? Well, yeah, but pretty terrifying level too, the way you saw people skidding into the... Um, the boundary and the like. Oh, was there a bit of that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Into... Like, you hit the turf like five metres from the line and yeah. then you slide into the wall. You know what, though? When you were young, that was the primal, uh, prime uh, condition to play in. That, that was for a kid, to quote Liam Pickering, perfect, perfect condition for football? football. What do you mean yeah. by that? Like, that well, was, was just fun? So fun. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I found that fun. I want to be able to play properly. Oh, no, no, because I had very few skills. <laughs> I found that. No, you know. I want to be able to just pick it up one hand and just lace out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't. Because if it goes out on the full on a wet day, like, heavy ball, what can I do? I mean, I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but we, I do remember those kind of conditions and the umpire when I was on the juniors and the guy was saying, let's be careful, you know, um, let's make sure, like, you know, if, if some people... Well, his concern was that someone would drown. And that someone would get knocked over and knocked out or something in a puddle. 
and drown. That was his condition. And, he, and I, know, I know it's a possibility. And it is, it is a, vo- a viable thing. Imagine being that. The family but the, the kid idea, that drowns. But the idea of the umpire going, okay, guys, and you're doing the little kind of, you know, you know, first the ball, I reward the con, you know. Checking the stops. Just make sure no one drowns. I'm like, I'm just like what? <laughs> but imagine that. You're the family. How did you, your son die? Um, he was playing footy. Uh, oh, my God, that's tragic. So what awful. happened? That's so he, got, he got bumped on the, on the back flank. And yeah. then what happened? <laughs> we fell in a bit of a puddle. Oh, my God, did he break his neck? No, 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 no. He, um, he took some water into his lungs. Well, we did, we did have to wear life jackets that match, I must say. <laughs> they went full, full did you safety. Wear, did you wear the away life jackets? <laughs> yeah. Well, they said, actually, that they went up to the teams during the first quarter, I believe, and said, Do you, are you sure you want to continue the game? Last night. Yeah, they said, I think again on the Sunday footy show. I've been watching a lot of Sunday footy show. Yeah. They talked about they went up to the games during the first quarter because I think they went before the game, checked it out, you know, is everyone okay with this? And then during the game they said, are you sure you want to keep going? We can stop now, postpone, maybe hold off for half an hour. I'm not totally sure. Oh, so did, did it stop raining during the game? Uh, I'm not totally sure. I couldn't tell you. I haven't watched the footage. So basically, are we hearing cyclonic conditions? Well, yeah, they would have been, though, because aren't they the after effects of the cyclone that's believe, come through? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, if the AFL, I'm assuming someone at the AFL has the Bureau of Meteorology app on the phone. Yeah, and only the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And obviously the podcast app, so they can listen to jokes. Mm-hmm. So they've opened it up. They're going, fucking hell, that's, that's a lot of colours. Yeah. That's some really dark <laughs> shit in the middle there. Should we postpone it? Till tomorrow. Then they give Pickers a call. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, that's probably... Pickers, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's, there's, <laughs> there's 17 inches of water on the field. Uh-huh, I'm hearing you. There's hurricane winds. Yep. Okay. Bat- batten down your hatches. People are boarding up the windows. Yep. People aren't selling pies because they're frightened they're going to fly into people's places. Okay. Okay, what do you reckon? How do you, what kind of conditions do you think these are for football? Oh, so the winds are high? Did you say the winds are high? <laughs> Terrifyingly high. Okay. Yeah. And it hasn't stopped raining for days. It's monsoon. We're, we're frightened that people will, dry, will drown, not only on the ground, but in the crowd. Yeah, okay. What kind of conditions do you think these are, Pickers? Because you say the word, yeah. yay or nay, and we're moving Sorry, sorry, I just missed that. I was looking at my phone. I was waiting for Gary Ablett to call me. I haven't <laughs> heard from him for a little while. Uh, who knows? He's going to play wait, round one. We've got yeah. no idea. Yeah. Got no um, idea. Sorry. Back to the footy. Um, <laughs> it sounds perfect to me. Like... <laughs> If, how, did, what's the temperature? Is it like high 30s? It's hovering between negative 15 and 37 Celsius. Yeah. Oh, no. Great, great conditions. Like, I would almost think about pulling the boots back on. <laughs> That's how good the conditions are for footy. Uh, Bevo. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> That's what I hate about... And I think that taints the Western Bulldogs premiership? 2016 premiership. Yeah, and it taints the AFLW premiership yesterday. It taints everything. It's all tainted. Luke Beveridge, no wonder, no wonder Sid topped himself. <laughs> he couldn't put up with the bullshit that comes out of Luke Beveridge's mouth. No, it wasn't. No, that wasn't. It was. Um, <laughs> Sid was autoerotic asphyxiation. Okay, Adam, it just went wrong. <laughs> He's trying to lick himself. He got himself in a weird position. One thing led to another. Yeah. <laughs> And, and he's a little, in a shoebox in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to be good inside the, no the shoebox. <laughs> so basically what has happened is people have reported that mm. Luke Beveridge tried to shop around Tom Liberatore and Luke Dalhouse. Mm. Uh, and then, so Bevo said those reports were bullshit. Yes. And then the journo stood by their story and then Caroline Wilson also stood by that journo story. Yes, yeah, so it was Tom Morris from Fox Sports who said, no, I, um, I guarantee... Mm. That it is true, yeah. and therefore it's just people calling people liars. And Bevo said, uh, I'd, "I'd spent half the day trying to convince these people that they weren't put on the table." 
Oh, yes, he had yeah. to, because they yeah. would have been devastated. They're in the car. Yeah. Listen to 3AW Sports Today. I suppose if you're a footballer, you've just got to be aware that you're going to be put on offer at any moment, really. Oh, you'd like to think, though, if you've won a premiership, that you wouldn't be put on uh, up for trade the next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember after, is it 09? Someone made a trade. No, I think it was 09. Jeff said we would never trade a premiership player. Uh-huh. Then I think about seven of them left the next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they went straight away. <laughs> But you can't keep you just just because you're a premiership player doesn't mean you have to stay around at the club. What you do is you make them life members like the Tigers did. It's a tricky one though. Who do you believe though? Because Bevo is the guy. What's hmm, it's interesting because hmm, well Bevo is the guy who's ground zero of that conversation. So the journo is not ground zero of that conversation. So no. who do you believe in that regard? Well, that's true. But isn't it easy to uh, find out the information just because you can go, a club says, yeah, they offered him to us. Yeah, yeah. Or they shopped enough. him around. Yeah. Like, it's pretty easy to verify. Yeah, gotcha. And therefore, it's more than one boy saying that Bevo offered up bloody Tom Liberatore. Yeah, gotcha. So, you know what? He just doesn't want Tony to find out. So fair enough to say that we should never believe anything Bevo ever says ever again? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably time we make that. We draw a line in the sand. Yeah. Say Luke Beveridge is a serial liar. Yes. Don't believe a thing he says. And like, like him, if he comes and gives a speech at like a charity or something like that. I oh, don't don't go. Yeah, well, it's safe to say. Well, yeah. If you're a charity, turn, turn your back on it. Take a knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn your back on him, uh, and just say if he's saying, you know, I support this charity full. You know, yesterday World Endometriosis Day. Yep. If he says I support this in, you know, when we find a cure to endometriosis, you can just say Bevo. I don't believe a word you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what the, the reporter should start doing now is whatever he says in the press conference is just report the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Because you know that he's just peddling bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's his legacy. Comes out and says, we were really great today. Yeah, you say, yeah. Luke Beveridge today, read him between the lines, said the Bulldogs were awful. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. And... He'll probably trade away Marcus Bontempelli, <laughs> is what I'm understanding from all this. Yeah, yeah the Bont was really valuable, meaning the Bont's been put up for trade. Yes, and they'll probably take a fourth rounder for him. The Bulldogs are calling for a mid-season trade this year, just yes. purely so they can offload, uh, yeah. offload the Bont. Yeah, because he's no good. And by the way, here's a real story about Sid. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all know what happened. Uh, you went down and watched the Brisbane Lions train, didn't you? For the yes. AFLW, for the grand final. They trained down at Brunswick Street Oval. That's yes, pretty old, cool. The old Fitzroy football ground. Yeah. I, I live uh, just around the corner from that. So I headed down to watch the uh, Brisbane Lions train out there. So Chris Fagan came down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Merritt, who was um, former Brisbane Lions fullback, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fullback of the century. Mm-hmm. Like this century. Um, he was down there, so I had a chat to him. So there was my footballer in real life. How did you get into him? Like uh, how- so I was down there with uh, Andy Mark. Ah, and gotcha. He, he knew he knew Big Source. Yeah, sure, gotcha, gotcha. I didn't call him Source. What kind of stuff did you chat about? Uh, he's going to be the runner for the Brisbane Lions Football Club this season. Oh, okay, gotcha. For the men's. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool. So he was heading out there to run uh, the day after. The day so, after. Yeah, yep. So he was just down there, you know, helping out with training with the with the ladies, mm-hmm. and then he was going to run for the for the blokes the next day. And so yesterday the doggies got up. That's pretty cool, man. They have like two premierships in a short time like that. That's yes. pretty cool. And also sad for the Lions to lose two, two in a row. That's tough for yeah. the Lions. Yeah. And it, it, the, the last uh, quarter and a half was really exciting stuff. Like it was, it was torrential rain, like um, perfect conditions for football yesterday in Melbourne. And there wasn't a lot of goal scoring. It was very, um, very wet. It was mm-hmm. hard to keep your feet. And so it was always going to be a tight game. But uh, yeah, it was a great, great win by the doggies. And then Kate... Katie Brennan got uh, to come onto this. Everyone was kind of speculating about that, that in a way, weren't they? The, yeah, whether like, or not well, she the, was going to play? Well, no, no, like the um, the win the cup. Right, the, whether the, she'll get the medal. The Bevo 
handover, I suppose. Did yeah. He, did he really want to do that? I mean, that doesn't sound like something Bevo. Someone told him to do it. He's like, I didn't. I heard he fucking hates Bob Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't, give it. I didn't give it to Bob Murphy. They're like, mate, we've got vision. He goes, no. Nah, <laughs> Never did it, mate. Because an asshole. Yeah, and there was, and it was, yeah, it was horrible this week where Kate Brennan um uh, gets suspended for the game. Well, so she got suspended, and they were talking about an appeal. They went to the appeal. They upheld the suspension, mm. and then the doggies said not to get her out of the suspension, but we want to take this to the Human Rights Commission yeah. to make sure that because uh, they were saying that a, if it was a guy, they would have been offered a fine, mm. but because women, the women's comp doesn't have fines. No. Because they're not on uh, parity with pay, yeah. That they have to take like a suspension, but it was because it was her second time. Yes, yes. So she's a serial slinger. Okay. And we need to stamp that out of our. And game. also, you got to be in eight games. Yes. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. That's that's twenty five percent of the she's time. Dirty. Twenty five percent of the time, she's slinging. You don't see that in the fucking nab ads, do you? You get her oh kicking a goal, looking really good. No, she's a fucking animal. And we need to stamp people like that out of the game. I think it's fair enough. Uh, but it was a great win. I think we should wrap it up there, Adam, don't you think? Well, we did get uh, – we haven't got any footballs in real life, but we did have someone taking a photo of a car with the licence plate JGD. Oh, did we? Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Off the back of the possibility that we had Dusty's dad's car in real life yes. last week. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we have a JGD's car in real life. Yes. What, do, you, is Jay, do you think Jack Senior is that kind of dude? Oh, yeah, and no, when I've seen him at the game, he's got on his jacket. Yeah, okay, cool. He wants JJD written on the back. I like it. And also last week we called for, uh, um, off the back of the Danaher's getting the giant Sharon giant in the Sharon. hometown, yep. we called for uh, suggestions, and they came flying in. Uh, we got one, and it was the uh, <laughs> the giant dick pic at Josh Bootsman's hometown. Wouldn't that be lovely? Just as you, like, if you're around, I don't know where he's, he's from, somewhere in WA, you're around a corner, and then boom, whooshka. Just the way he sent it on the Snapchat. To the young lady. Oh, dude. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. That is us. We are Junktime AFL Pod at Gmail, Junktime AFL Pod on Twitter and Facebook. The merch, Adam, and your comedy festival show. Oh, yeah. I am doing a comedy festival show. Uh, tickets are available at comedyfestival.com.au. I start uh, this Wednesday night. I'm at 9.30 every night except Sundays uh, at the European Beer Cafe. The show is called Hold My Beer, so grab your tickets. Love to see you there. Love to chat footy afterwards because that's what we do. If you've uh, ever been to one of our live shows, it's at the same venue that we've had those in recent years. Listen, we're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Blues.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.